Our world is lost in unnecessary fear and hurt. Our systems seem scientifically engineered to make you small, powerless, and always waiting for the next great leader who will fix the problems around us. Worse, we're witnessing neighbor versus neighbor while warfare breaks out around our family tables. But you have access to a spirit, a strength that enlarges and empowers you. Even better, you don't need to wait for the next big movement. You can heal the world. It's time for governance by Grace. Welcome to Gracearchy with Jim Babka. You ever have that feeling you want the intro to go on forever because you have no idea what you're going to say next? <laughs> well, no, because it's your job to speak and then my job to respond. So I, I don't worry about that at all. I yeah, have zero fine, empathy. This, this is my job, right? I, you know, this is a great one. Uh, Trump merchandise. So everybody knows about the mugshot, right? By this time, if you haven't seen the mugshot, you're living under a rock someplace. And you know what? I'm I'm a little pissed off by this because I've taken that picture. I actually have a promo picture of me doing the Kubrick stare or the Kubrick glare or whatever it is that they're calling it. And uh, I am not deranged, at least not as deranged as Stanley Kubrick wanted all of his actors to be. But this, you know, this is Clockwork Orange. This is The Shining. Uh, this is Trump. <laughs> Right. Wow. <laughs> right. Okay. That's the meme that's been going around and it's on every coffee mug and t-shirt and you name it. And, um, this guy, okay. So the guy, Christian Britschke, hopefully I've pronounced your name well enough. Um, this article you showed me, man, this is great stuff. And he makes some awesome points. And what I'd like to try to do if we can, is like lead you through this. And then I've got some, um, some bombs I want to drop. All right, let's let's put the the article in the show notes. It comes from Reason Magazine. Reason Magazine. I saw this and said, Bill, somebody actually brought a grace angle to the table. Yeah. They wrote a Trump article and somehow they found the grace in the middle of all of it. Yes. And and it's brilliant for that reason. Christian, you did an amazing job. Yes. So uh, so let's let's dig into this. So um, Trump's face is on everything, particularly his mugshot. And it's been embraced by anyone who wants to make a buck left right center you you name it everybody's buying trump's mugshot for their own trump's mug on a mug mug on a mug mug on a mug whether you like him or hate him you can have a picture of him yeah so christian accurately points out that there are well let's let's start here let's just say that there first that the campaign itself uh brought in a million dollars a day for multiple days in a row uh, over the weekend, they were already last weekend. They were already up. Not the weekend we just finished, not the Labor Day weekend, but the one before. They were right. already up seven million dollars off of this thing. So the campaign was getting uh, was able to put out, um, and, and they use things like the "Never Surrender" caption, right? Which I think matches the photo, right? Yep. Okay, so that's the first group that wins, and then the second group that wins is still the president. Uh, Trump gets a. A lot of positive, what they call earned media, which means press coverage off of this. It goes out all over the place. And so that, you know, there's there's people that start making gear or, you know, mugs, right? Putting the mugs on mugshot and doing, giving it captions like thug life, wanted for president and different stuff. They start having fun with it too. So there's this big movement that goes out for Trump as a result of this. But then there's a flip side to this whole thing, and that is that there was an explosion of material, as you would have expected. I mean, this was the easiest thing to predict. 
of mocking and denigrating Trump. So the Lincoln Project, uh, there's, there's a whole set of shot glasses featuring all of his co-defendants in the case. The mugshot becomes a, a something that they're able to do. The band Green Day uh, did something uh, with this. So uh, you see that both sides were able to take this mugshot and use it for their own purposes and even monetize or profit from it or have fun with it. Seriously. Although the big winner has got to be Trump in the campaign out of this. Because yeah, and this is an interesting thing because uh, I think there has there was a thought going back a year ago, a year ago, and it's a long time for us to think back as we were oh so young back then, that these indictments would be the thing that finally takes the anti-fragile candidate. We talked about anti-fragile in a uh, previous episode, a couple episodes ago, that the anti-fragile candidate this would finally be the thing that would cause him to shatter. We'd throw him down on the ground and that would be the end of him. But the indictments raise money for him. They propagate all the other federal indictments. They were smart enough not to make the mugshot and to make it public. They gave him a different process. They did not create any sympathy for him or any exposure. Exposure, yeah. And that's not what this very political DA in... Uh, Atlanta's doing. She's she's out to to get attention to her efforts and her political future, and so she's like, we're going to treat him just like he's everybody else. Well, he's not everybody else. I mean, it's a nice thought. It's a beautiful sentiment. At, you know that somehow or other, all of us are equal before the law. I mean, I'd like to think it's true, but and so would everybody else. But the fact is, he's not. He's very different. And if you put my mug shot out there, nobody's going to care. They're not going to put mugs. Not going to make put my face on a mug. There's not going to be a point counterpoint. I'm not going to be able to sell it. I'm not going to be able to raise tons of money off of it. But he could, and it's it's almost as if they've played directly into his hands. It's it's completely enabling him. Completely, completely. And this is something that really bothers me. And I'm gonna I'll keep my lid on here. But there was a specific <laughs> injunction against Trump tweeting up in New York. The judge up there said. You cannot say this stuff online. This is this is prejudicing potential jurors if you go out and tweet like Trump, right? Yeah, but if they'd actually done the whole mugshot thing, that's a public thing. There's no way you can't say that he's the only person in the country that can't take something that was released to the media and he's not allowed to use it. That would be blatantly unfair and unconstitutional. True. Okay. So our, our constitution is what's enabling Trump in Georgia and his, with his mugshot, right? Yeah, but but notice the beauty of this here. Both sides were able to get something out of this. Yes. Let's not miss that point. Yeah, this I, is what I, I'm not Christian Christian does to us. I don't he, want to derail that because that's important. So let, okay. let's continue with that and and the next thought that comes with it. Well, I think there there's people that are having fun with the ridiculousness of this all. Absolutely. Okay. There is this is a theater of the absurd, full of ironies, and and people are having fun with it. And and anytime people are starting to have fun, so you you teach you do stuff with music. Your company's called Musimorphic. Musimorphic, and they can find it at musimorphic.com. Right, and Ch I shameless teach plug. Yeah, there we go. And I teach Tai Chi. We have a, a practice we do, and they're called push hands, where people are making contact with one another. And I was just doing it with my students the other night, and I pointed out to them when we were all done that they were all doing something. You know what that something was? They were laughing. And how many times when you've got a group of people and you're doing music for a group, you're having uh, bringing them all together and creating unity exercise, whatever, especially when you got the kazoos going, right? Oh, yeah. And they, they start to laugh. It's okay. totally about joy. 
and they start to come together as a result of it. It's, yes. it's, it's having some fun, right? So, so this, the mugshot gets released and people are able, able to begin having fun with it. Okay. I see where you're going here. And both sides, by the way, both sides are having both fun. Sides. The yes. thing we are sharing in common is fun. And yes. it was commerce that got us there. Yes. Yes. And that's, boy, this is one of the gems of this article. I just want to read exactly what he said because it's 100% right. Yep. The lack of any clear trademark or copyright protections on the mugshot released by the Fulton County Jail is allowing this bipartisan creativity to flourish. Everyone from the former president himself to his fiercest critics can profit off of the image without restriction. And that's why this is happening. If this was a copyrighted image or, or protected in some way, this same free flow of fun could not occur. Freedom. Okay. Freedom tends to create environments where we can get along. There's this persistent myth that if we allowed everybody to do what they wanted to do, they'd kill each other. That's what they would do. But this, it's, we know this isn't true. Do you know what your greatest source of safety is? Do you know why you're secure? We've talked about this before. We did an episode of called Human Respect where we talked about it. Well, I trust that you aren't going to hurt me. That's it. That's it. You walk around. We walk around in conditioned white all the time, completely oblivious to our surroundings. We eat food served to us by chefs we've never met, thinking they're not, not thinking they're going to poison us. We walk, we go places with strangers all day. We even get on perfectly good airplanes with them thinking that they're all going to be fine. And by the way, we did it before 9-11. We would keep doing it. We get on highways not knowing who else is there. We go all over the place expecting to be safe. And we do so on the basis that people don't want to hurt us because if somebody's determined enough to hurt you, guess what? doesn't yeah. matter how many laws you got. So it's well, not well, the state and the government and all these protections that make us get along. We get along when we're most free. Are, are you then suggesting that we're getting along better now that we can all laugh at Trump for some reason? Even if the reasons are different, uh, yes, yes, and 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 both sides are able to do something with this. I, I'm suggesting something else here that's really important. I didn't want to get ahead of this point, but I'm going to go ahead and make it now because I think this is a really important grace point. So sometimes, you know, when we're having these discussions, there's conflict, and the conflict is maybe even gotten a bit heated. And. Grace isn't kind of this floating through the world, pretending that, oh, well, everything is just rosy and beautiful and wonderful and unicorns and rainbows. It's not like that at all. It's actually dealing with the scandal, the fact that there is something going on that's not that's amiss at the moment, that's disturbed, that we don't understand or we can't get our head around or people are doing things that are bizarre or we even think wrong, potentially even evil and wanting to stop and say, hey, dude, what's your deal? Like, I'm going to recognize your humanity right now. I don't know what's motivating this behavior, but I kind of want to understand it. I want to understand you. I want to recognize you. And so this is a situation where politics engenders conflict. We've talked about it. We say it's politics is even a good word. It is a conflict machine. It's a We solve our social problems by fighting over who will have access to gunpoint guns that they can subsequently point at everyone. If you get 51% of the vote, you get 100% of the power. You get to set and make the rules. And, and we talk about this um, as if it's a it's completely legitimate, nice way of solving things. And people say, well, it's it's democracy. You, you're not you're not opposed to democracy, are you? Well, yes. Yes. I'm, I'm concerned about the fact that that's how we're solving a problem that maybe we could just sat and talked about 
or we could have invented a piece of technology to do with, or we could have set up a charity or, or whatever, all the different ways that we can go about doing that. And we don't do that. Instead, we go and we empower a group of people who will point guns at people to get things done. So given that this system already exists and it's already fostering or fomenting conflict and controversy, isn't it a beautiful thing that once in a while we can all laugh? Isn't it a good thing that we can diffuse some of the energy and have some fun with the absurdity of a given situation? And, and rest assured, Trump is in the position he's in because of politics. He's, he's as popular and who he is because of politics, because of this conflict machine. And he is being getting the coverage that he's getting because of the conflict machine. We covered all of this in the, in the episode about how Trump's empowered. Yep. We just covered all of this. Yep. I don't want to rehash all that ground. He's completely a product of this system. But if we have to have this system for now, if we can have these release valves where everybody can have a little bit of fun, why isn't that a good thing? It's, uh, to me, it's it's the best possible result out of a, a, a less than perfect situation scenario where the incentives generally tend to go very amiss. Oh, I'd be with you on that if we had a chance of laughing him out of office or laughing him out of being reluctable. See, as long as we're going to have an office like this, we're going to have people like this. And and I, I I hesitate to follow you down that path right there because I you can't make the case that this guy is any worse than anybody else or any better than anybody else. You can sit and go, okay, well, it's, there's a little bit of this and there's a little bit of that. We can sit down and make lists, right? But it's the the guy that's in the office isn't great either. And the guy that was in before him wasn't good. And the guy that was before him, you know, a friend of mine joked, I miss him because he used to ruin other people's countries. Like it is, it is a constant drumbeat of like you misusing power. You know, Barack Obama, they go out and say, oh, his biggest offense was one day he wore a tan suit. No, he killed an American citizen. He killed that American citizen's son a short time later and daughter. Uh, without due process, without jury, without trial, he bombed wedding party, weddings, parties, a whole bunch of things, right? Innocent people died. So don't tell me about the tan suit and don't tell me that this guy's better or that one's worse. They're all violating the constitution. So as long as this office exists, as long as we have this process in place that is designed to put us at each other's throats, a moment of levity was made possible by the fact that there was no copyright here and everybody could just grab it, do it, run, and maybe even make a few bucks in the process. I, I love your free market slant on this. And I love Christian's free It's actually Christian. I want to be very clear. Yes. This is in reason. We've got the show, the link in the yes. uh, it's a short article too. It's just, a, it's a thing of beauty. Yeah, uh, it here really is. Show it's notes. elegant. Yep. So, um, so what's the end game? I mean, I know I've called you a prophet in public before, but what do you see as the end game on this? Well, I, I think Christian actually does a really good job in this piece. He says this that uh, the joy of each purchaser need not come at the expense of anyone else, regardless of their motivations. The same isn't true of electoral and judicial processes that Trump is wrapped in. He'll either win or lose the presidency. He'll either be acquitted or convicted in court. The desires of Trump's critics and supporters can't both be satisfied by a political system. One side is going to be disappointed. But markets voluntary and mutual beneficial transactions that make those markets up can navigate these intractable divides with ease. That's what happened. So he said, you know, I love his punch, his, his finishing line. He says, perhaps we can't force all party politics 
to play out on Etsy. <laughs> but the more of it that does, the better off we'll be and the less division and rancor we'll have in our everyday life. And that's the point. We, I would like to see an end to politics. Politics doesn't work. I'd like to see this conflict machine go away. I, I don't want to have everything at stake so that everybody's constantly at each other's throats and trying to convict and impeach and do all the rest of the stuff that are being done. I'd like to see us reach a point where we could just sit down and talk. Let's have some lemonade. Let's figure out how we work this out. But if we're going to have this, I think this is a gem of a moment in a way. It comes closest to what rank choice voting the ability yeah. to say our political views with uh, with less of an investment, perhaps, and I'm saying that an emotional investment, less of an emotional investment than a, a financial one, but to recognize the the ludicrous situation that we're in when it comes to presidential politics, I think is a really healthy thing for America right now. Yeah, and I want to say more than right now. Um, I I, do, I would define my approach to the state as being post-statist. So I look at, there's a term that we have at the Zero Aggression Project, zeroaggressionproject.org. You can look at post-statism in our mental levers section, zeroaggressionproject.org. They sponsor this show. And we coined this term because there are people, when they look at what's going on in the country, they go, well, it would really be good if we could go back to the politician. But I don't want to go backwards. Backwards has a lot of bad things in it, including slavery. I don't want to go back. Okay. Well, then the progressives say, you're right. You're right. We need to go forward and we have a plan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't want to do that either. I want to get to a point where we're past the state. We're past this need to control one another. We're past this need to dominate in order to solve something. We don't have to grab some lever of power and lead people onto some promised land. We can begin to serve right where we're at. We can address social problems and issues right where we're at. And that's the vision that I think we should be seeking to promote and encourage.